This is the Outpouring Meeting with Dr. David Jeffries. Welcome and good evening to Grace Anointed Sunday Night Service with Dr. Jeffries' pastor. Uh, my name is Robert Mateka. Just sing a song for you. I was lost, I was in chains, world had a hold on me. My heart was a stone, I was covered in shame when you came for me. I couldn't run, couldn't run from his presence, I couldn't run, couldn't run from his arm. Jesus, he loves me, he loves me. He is for me Jesus how can it be he loves me he is for me it was a fire deep in my soul I'll never be the same I stepped out of the dark into the light when he called my name. I couldn't run, couldn't run from his presence. Couldn't run, couldn't run from his arms. Jesus, he loves me. He loves me. He is for me. Jesus, how can it be? He loves me. He is for me. He holds the stars and He holds my heart In healing hands that bear the scars The rugged cross where He died for me My only hope, my everything Jesus, He loves me, He loves me he is for me Jesus how can it be he loves me he is for me Jesus he loves me he loves me he is for me Jesus how can it be he loves me he is for me so glad you joined us tonight. If you need prayer, you can reach us uh, at outpouring2020 at gmail.com. And also you can uh, check out Dr. Jeffries and everything he's working on, the Grace Anointed, at drdavidjeffries.com. And now here's Dr. Jeffries. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. My lands, people are already joining in. Uh, I have just come from Wisconsin. I'm a cheesehead now. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Green Bay. Isn't that great where the Green Bay Packers are, are located? And I had a wonderful time there. 
with the McDaniels and with some other folks. But I'm back, back in Lexington. And I'm going to give you a message tonight that is so close to my heart. When I first came across this message, I, I turned to Sue and I said, I believe God's spoken something to me, Sue. And she said, what's that? And I said, how do you like this, this message? Jesus and the carefree Christian. She liked it. And so I've been practicing it a little bit here and there. And uh, I'm going to deliver a message tonight that is one of the most important messages of our life as Christians. I want to suggest to you that interestingly enough, it is the will of God, the plan of God, at some point in your life to slowly but surely unfold His love, unfold His care for you, unfold the witness of the Holy Spirit in your life so that at some point you will come to a place where there's no more fear, where there's no more care. Now, the Bible is so plain about this that it almost makes me want to cry like, can't we just see what God is saying in the Scripture about a carefree life? The birds, they don't hunger because God feeds the whole world of birds. And uh, the spiders, they, they spin and they do all their little work. And all the animals are taken care of by your heavenly Father. And aren't you worth far more than a sparrow and far more than those things? The Bible asks that. But I'm asking you to answer that question. I am a child of God. I've been bought with the blood of the Lamb. My name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I'll say this to you. You're not like the person down the street that doesn't know God. You have a special legal contract with the Spirit of God. Ready for this? That God will take care of you as long as you breathe this air until the last day of your life. That God wishes to caretake for you. Now, the idea is, well, the Bible says that we should cast our care upon the Lord because the Lord cares for us. Now, that is not a question as to whether he cares for you or not. It's like, I care for my sweetheart. I care for my grandchildren. I care for a lot of other people that I pray for and love. But there's a different things to care for someone and to care for someone. And I want to draw that little delineation with you right now. What does it mean to care for someone? Well, I really care for you. But do you understand with God, it is not just a feeling that he has toward you. To care for you means that God plans your day. God has, by the Holy Spirit, goes ahead of you because he can see the eternal future. He can see the eternal past. And God can see every possible pitfall that's coming your way for today. He sees it in advance. And he makes plans to skirt you around it or to give you power to walk right straight through it with the blood and power of the sword of the Spirit. God plans your day so that he may, at the end of the day, you may say to him, you sure have cared for me today, Lord. You sure have walked with me and talked with me and you've told me that you're my own, I'm your own. Hey, listen, so it's God's plan. And the sooner you step into the stream of God's Spirit and let this plan in your own mind begin to take place, it's His plan to care for you. 
not just to love you and care for you, but to care, to take care, take care of you. And so God sends his Holy Spirit and he commands the Holy Spirit in heaven and says, go down to David Jeffries. And the Holy Spirit, he comes out from the Father in Jesus' name. Go down to David Jeffries and watch out for him because danger is coming his way. And let David Jeffries be aware that I am with him through the darkest night. And you know, I get this feeling, I, I, the Holy Spirit comes, and if it's for me, I may be getting up in the morning or in the middle of the night, I may wake up and the Holy Spirit says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, David. Trouble's coming your way, but I have defeated that trouble before it even has a chance to come by you. I have a plan of escape for you so that as you watch this over the years, now watch this, as you watch God's faithfulness to you over the years, there becomes a cumulative effect inside of you. It accumulates more and more and more this trust that God will take care of me and that God will take care of your children and that God will take care of your home, that God will feed you every day. Give us this day our daily bread is not an empty prayer. And so what I'm saying to you right now, tonight, is God is now ready to take care of you and to give you a carefree life where you say, my land's alive, I'm not, I'm not concerned about anything because the Spirit of God is on me because the love of God is arising in my heart and shed abroad in my heart, as the Bible says. Now, the Bible says, cast your cares upon the Lord <clears throat> because the Lord cares for you. I quoted that a minute ago. What does it mean to cast your cares? Well, it means that God is so excited about your learning to cast and throw your cares on him that, that he uses the word cast. Now to cast something, means to violently fling from you. In other words, to you, your cares, your fears, your worries are like a red hot potato. I don't know if they turn red or not, but it's like a boiling hot potato that's been in the oven for two hours and you get it in your hands and you go, oop, oop, oop. God wants your cares and your fears to become like a hot potato. He wants it to become so painful in your mind for you to hold on to them that you will violently fling them off of you, but not just in any direction, but fling them in the direction of God because God is a great fear catcher. He's a great fear catcher. Johnny Bench never had a chance <laughs> with God because God's a better catcher than Johnny Bench. I hope Johnny's not watching this. <laughs> God's a better catcher, but he loves, he loves for you to violently fling your cares off of you onto him. Do you like that? I love it. You're, he's your father. He's not just God sitting somewhere off in a thousand miles away, a million miles away, sitting on a throne waiting for something to happen. He is a very present help in your time of trouble. Right here, right now, God. Let me say that again. Right here, right now, God. Right here, right now, Jesus. Right here, right now, the Holy Spirit. He is a here and now God in your life. He is not a there and then. 
but he's a here and now God. I love that. I love the sound of it here coming out of my own voice. Isn't that a good thing? So God not only wants to take care of you, but listen to this. God has great plans of taking care of you. He is making plans while you're sleeping at night. The Bible says the Lord never slumbers and he never sleeps. God is planning again your day. And God is planning, ready for this, to give you a good day. Every day. Every day with God is a good day. When you wake up in the morning and you say, this is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. What do you think you just said when you quote that scripture? This is the day the Lord has made. And before this day is over, my paraphrase, before this day is over, I will find a way to rejoice and be glad in this day. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but do you understand? There's a rejoicing and gladness in every day, each day of your life because you're rejoicing in the presence of the living God, inhabiting your spirit, living in you. I and my Father will come and we will dwell in you. We will make a home in you. Isn't that beautiful? The presence of God can never escape his presence. So don't even try. But I have to talk to you right now about conquering fear and worry. May I do that? Because fear and worry are some of the greatest enemies to the contentment and the peace and the carefree Christian life. Fear and worry. Now I'm going to say something to you. It may be that you've been afraid for so long for so many different things. You've been afraid of so many different things that you have almost accepted it as a way of life to be afraid. You've almost accepted it as a way of life to worry. But what about this? I quoted it a minute ago. Casting all your cares on the Lord violently flinging them off you. And those cares have to do with the fears of your life. Most of the trouble that you get in with, without God's help, if you step aside and if you concentrate on the fear and the worry, you're going to push the Holy Spirit away. I'm asking you to do this. Instead of concentrating on your fear and your worry, I want you to bring that into captivity to Christ. The Bible says bringing every thought into captivity to Christ. That you can actually say, okay, I'm starting to worry. I can feel that worry. I'm worried whether I'll have enough money to pay my house payment. I'm worried if my wife or husband will leave me. I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. But watch this. If instead of bringing the worry into you, you push the worry and fear into the presence of your Father, God knows what to do with it. And the scripture again says that we have the right and the power to bring everything thought that comes our way into captivity to Christ. Like if you say, Lord Jesus, you said that I can bring this thought, this fear, this worry, I can bring it right now into captivity to you. You say that to him. And so then you say, I hereby command in the name of the Son of God that you worry, you fear, you thought, you fearful thought, I bring you into captivity to the Son of God. I'm telling you, you have more authority than you've ever dreamed in the presence of your father. Again, you're not just somebody down the street. You are a peculiar people. That means special people to God. Do, do you understand that you may live all your life and never think, well, I'm special to God. You, never, you may not ever think that. But whether you think it or not, 
You are special enough for him to give his son to die for you. That's way above the special that you may think you could possibly be. You are not going to be special to God when you get to heaven. You already are. God has already got you in a category called special people, peculiar people, that they should show forth the praises of God. That's what it's about. The Bible says, I shall not die, but I shall live. Live to do what? I shall live and not die because God has chosen me to show forth the praises of God. And one way that you show forth the praises of God is you don't accept any junk. And you know junk when you see it coming. You know fear when it grips you. You know worry when your mind is so concentrated on things of life and things that trouble you that you can't even think straight and that you panic and that some people are on medication just to keep them down because they're so full of anxiety and so full of panic. But the Son of God is your answer. Jesus, the Bible says we should concentrate on Him. He will keep you in perfect peace when your mind moves from the fear and the worry and moves into the realm where you say, it's all about you, Lord Jesus. It's all about you. I bring this fear, I bring this captivity into you, Lord. I bring it into captivity to Christ and I cast it and fling it away from me, but I fling it in your direction, Father, because you're big enough to handle it all. I like the way I hear my saints say, I'm going to say that again. I'm going to fling it into your direction. I will not let fear rule me. I will not let panic rule me. I will not let worry rule me. I will not get the control of that through a little pill. I will get the control of that by the very presence of the living God in my life. And I will cast it away from me. I will fling it into your direction. And then I'll refuse to take ownership of it. Suppose when you started worrying and fear was coming your way, suppose you basically caught it right when you need to. And you recognize, oh my goodness, uh, that's worry. Oh my goodness, that's fear. And the Bible says that that person that fears has not yet been perfected in God's love. Do you understand? You need to be perfected in His love. The way you're perfecting His love is you get this stuff off me. You say, get off me, get this off me in the name of the Son of God. You get very violent. The kingdom of heaven will be taken by violence. That violence is that you shake the claws of Satan out of your brain and mind and you shake him out of your life and you re receive coming toward you that Holy Spirit of peace, that Holy Spirit that instead of the fear and the worry, you take comfort. The Bible says take comfort. Take comfort. Bring it into your mind. Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Isn't that beautiful? There's something about that name that strikes terror in the devil's heart. There's something about that name that causes you to be drawn lovingly 
like, like bees to honey. You're drawn to the honey that comes out of the rock, Jesus. You're drawn to take that honey into you. And as you take the honey and sweetness of God, taste and see that the Lord is good, then that's a displacement of fear. It blows it off you. It blows worry off of you. Now, I've spent about 10 minutes on fear and worry, but I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to just kind of challenge you. Suppose you woke up tomorrow morning and you were a worrying person the day before. I mean, uh, my mother was a worrier before me. My daddy was a worrier. My grandmother. And I guess that's what I got to be. I got to be. Wor no, worry is fear. You're not. You're not going to. The fearful don't even have a place in the kingdom of God. So you cannot take part in fear. It cannot rule you. You must take a hold of it and command it. And you must take a hold of the sweetness of Jesus that's been poured out into your life. And as you do, you will live and not die. I shall live and I shall not die, but I shall show forth the praises of him. I quoted that a minute ago, but I love that word of God. Now listen to me. Suppose tomorrow morning you woke up having been a worrier all of your life. But let me say something to you. Suppose you had a little negotiation with God at midnight the night before you wake up in tomorrow morning. Suppose in that negotiation, God's Spirit came to you and said, after today, you will have no more worries whatsoever. You probably would go, are you kidding? I've just had a totally worry-filled life. I've been afraid of everything. I'm afraid of my shadow. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of people talking about me. I'm afraid of everything. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Suppose God said, could you trust me tomorrow? Then when you wake up in the morning, I will be with you and you will be conscious of my being with you. You will literally feel my presence. Suppose God made all these wonderful promises because guess what? He does this with a lot of people. He says, draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you, doesn't he? You draw near unto me. The way you draw near unto him is as you draw near unto him, you pull yourself further and further away from that fear back there. As you draw near to him, fear and worry and panic, they can't come into his presence like you do. So you want to be in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, there's joy forevermore. In the presence of the Lord, there's unending joy, fullness of joy. So as you draw near to him, things fall off of you that are not like Jesus. Don't you like that? Doubt and fear and worry and panic and all of those things, they are not part of your inheritance. You are an heir and joint heir with Christ to the kingdom. Do you realize that? If since you are heir and joint heir with Christ, then you are ruling with Christ. I love that. And you're an heir to the things that Christ is. And Christ himself is an heir to a peaceful mind. He's called the Prince of Peace. He rules over a region called peace. And so therefore he's your Prince of Peace. I command in the name of Jesus that that fear leave your life now. I command that you no longer concentrate on that worry, but that you concentrate on God and your mind stays focused on Him until that is so painful to the devil because your mind is focused on the Father and He comes down with overwhelming joy, with overwhelming deliverance for you. And suppose tomorrow morning that midnight visit of God said, tomorrow I'm going to give you all day long with no worry and no fear. <laughs> You don't even have to do anything. 
I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to come against the devil and I'm going to stop him on every hand from panic, worry, and fear. Would you wake up in the morning and take a pill that gets rid of panic, worry, and fear? I don't think I would. Not if I knew that was God at midnight saying, tomorrow I'm going to give you peace all day long. Tomorrow I'm going to give you the most carefree life you've ever had. Now listen to this. This is beautiful. You believe God. You trust God. Don't throw your confidence away in the Lord. You're closer to the God, to God Almighty than you think you are. And God, our Father, is a lot closer to you than you ever dreamed. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is here and now, Emmanuel, right here, right now, God. Right here, right now, God. You like that? I do. He's a right here, right now, God. But suppose he said tomorrow, you don't have to do a thing. And you woke up the next morning and the first thought that you usually had was, oh no, oh, what am I going to do about money? Oh no, what am I going to do about my job? Suppose that didn't come your way. Suppose God held those thoughts back. And suppose at about noontime uh, tomorrow you thought, something missing in my life. It's panic, worry, and fear. <laughs> they didn't follow me to breakfast. They haven't followed me to lunch. And suppose at 4 o'clock in the afternoon you wake up and you go, they haven't followed me up till 4 o'clock. And suppose that night when you go to bed you say, all day long, Jesus. Say it three times. All day long, Jesus. All day long, Jesus. All day long, Jesus. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So he is your all day long son of God. He's your Jesus all day long, in no part of the day is he never not, is he ever not your Jesus. I like that. Listen, I believe every word I'm preaching to you. I have practiced a carefree life in the Lord for a long time. When I begin to think about money, I begin to think about, My Father is rich in houses and lands. He holdeth the wealth of the world in his hands. Of houses and lands and all those things. He holds the wealth of the world in his hands. And so therefore, he can chip off a little gold for me and pay for my lunch. He can chip off a little gold for me and pay for my dinner. He can chip off a bigger piece of gold and pay my house payment. He can chip off because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and cattle's worth a lot of money. And they're his cattle to give to you. But when you begin to worry and fear, you push away God. You don't mean to, but you push away God. And you're actually making a statement. If you live in worry and fear, you're saying to God, I'm sorry, but you're saying to God, you're not powerful enough. You're not strong enough. You're not loving enough to deliver me from all this fear and worry. You actually say that. And so therefore, I'm speaking to you right now to say, speak something different and say to God, no fear, no worry. Just the right here, right now, Jesus. I like that so much, I'm going to do it again. The right here, right now, Jesus. That's who I'm recommending to you. I'm recommending to you that you resist. The Bible says resist evil steadfastly. Resist the devil steadfastly. Push back. Push back against him. You understand? You've laid down and been a doormat for the evil one to lie and lie and lie and cause you every sort of panic and anxiety. No! That's not a carefree life. And God's plan for you is to bring you to a place somewhere in your life where you have no cares at all because you're casting all, how many of them? All your cares upon the Lord. Claim that 
Will you right now? Father, show me how to cast all my cares upon you. In the name of Jesus, show me how to have a carefree, overflowing life in the Spirit of God. I just love that. I love to talk like this because it's true. He is, the Bible says, He is your all-sufficiency. Do you know what all-sufficiency means? He fills up everything that you ever need. He is your all-sufficient. If you say, how much gas you got in the car? And you oh, it's sufficient. Got plenty enough to get me 500 miles and halfway back. You would be saying, I have sufficient gas. But the Bible says, He, God, is your all-sufficient, total sufficient God. He shall provide what? My God shall supply all my needs. Those are not just food and clothes and house payments. All your needs are emotional needs. I'm going to shift gears for just a moment to emotional needs. Back from worry and fear, now I've taught you how to get rid of that. But what about emotional needs? What about the sadness? And what about the depression that's like a cloud that comes up over your head? And many, many of you that are Christians that, that are basic serving God, you got this cloud and you're, you're sad and you're depressed all the time. Is that really your lot in life? Or have you taken your mind off the Lord so much that the cloud has come and clouded your brain and clouded your mind and depressed your soul? Here's what the Bible says. He will give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Watch this now. You've heard this before, surely. God will exchange to you a garment of praise. He'll put on clothing of praise. He'll clothe you with praise instead of fear and panic, instead of, what's the other thing? Depression. It's a spirit of praise. The greatest antidote to depression is not a pill, an, a pill, an antidepressant pill. It is this praising God taking on the garment of praise and saying, I will praise you all day long. I'll wake up in the night with praise in my heart and praise on my lips because, ready for this? The Bible says God lives in the praises of his children. Do you know what that means? It means God comes alive when you start praising him. So he will give you a garment of praise in exchange for a spirit of depression. You hear that? I'm just telling you how to conquer depression. You say, well, listen, the pill kind of halfway works for me. No, you want to be a complete Christian. You want to be a every other day Christian. You want to serve God. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he goes. The longer I love him, more love he bestows. Listen to this in your testimony now. Each day is like heaven. My cup overflows. For the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. I just feel myself wrapping my arms around every one of you like this and loving you to Jesus, loving you to the Father's comfort, loving you to the Father's fold because you are of his sheepfold. You are of his pasture. He never slumbers nor sleep again. He watches over you night and day. But you have a responsibility. Your responsibility is to begin to say the word, no. I'm not going to be oppressed in my emotions. I'm not going to be hot and cold. I'm not going to be up one day and down the next. Where you've been for so many years, you're going to put on a garment of praise. That means you start praising God.
And that's one of the biggest antidotes. I promise you, whenever I have any kind of depression come my way, and they do come my way, I, I start to get depressed. It lasts about 33 seconds. I'm timing it. <laughs> depression on me lasts about 33 seconds. I think the devil really doesn't like me because I'm not a good example of how he can beat somebody up. <laughs> I'm not a good example of him beating somebody up. I'm an example of the sword and the spirit and the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and the helmet of salvation. I am a warrior in the kingdom of God and I will not lie down and be a doormat for the devil to put this stuff on me because Jesus is my all-sufficiency. Everything that I will ever need. Are you ready? God wants you to have a carefree life. He doesn't want you burdened down with anything well because he says casting all your cares casting violently all your cares away from you upon the Lord this is the third time I use this scripture because the Lord's here caring for you I like it because the Lord's right here right now caring for you are you really right here right now where are you Lord where are you I'm a friend that sticks closer to you than the brother you cannot escape my love I like this. Hey, listen, you cannot escape the love of God. The Bible says, if I take the wings of the morning, and, I, and that's the jet stream, and the jet stream goes up to 150, 200 miles an hour way up in the sky. And that's why an airplane can get in the jet stream, and at 200 miles an hour, you add that speed to whatever speed is going. And a plane that would ordinarily go 400 would go 650 miles an hour. I saw that on the way to China. I looked up and they had this little board up there and it said, we're going 658 miles an hour. And I said, you've got to be kidding. How are we doing that? And someone said, we're in the jet stream. And God said, if you take the wings of the morning and you fly on the jet stream at 200 miles an hour all day long, 2,400 miles away, when you get to the other end of that 2,400 miles, the Bible says, look up, I'm here. You can't escape his love. If you wanted to, you couldn't escape his love. Then if he says, if I go to the deepest mountain, to the deepest sea, to the highest mountain, if I go anywhere in a cave in Tibet or something, I will never be able to escape God, not just his love, but God loving and caring for me. Have I convinced you that God wants to care for you more than you should care for yourself? Take your hands off yourself. Take your hands off your own life and cast your life upon the Lord. And cast your lot with the Son of God, who will teach you to walk in His peace, who will overwhelm you with a spirit of gladness and joy. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and depression. You hear me? And not only that, there's emotional healing with the Lord. One of the things that I practice in counseling quite a bit is emotional healing. People come in and they say, uh, I was wounded as a child, and they tell me some terrible stories. And sometimes I'll say, what am I going to do, Lord? Let me say something to you. You're not supposed to go to a man or woman of God that has the power of the Holy Spirit in them and go away the same as you came into their presence. It's not God's plan. God wants you free more than you want to be free. And so God will equip men and women of God. When people come to me for counseling and prayer, I oftentimes pray emotional healing. We oftentimes find the wound where that, that, uh, uh, that came into you, and then we just call, Lord, pour healing oil into this wound. And you know he does it. 
I've seen a thousand people over 50 years. I've seen thousand people touched by the Spirit of God, and I've seen them say, I'm emotionally stable. Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. Did you know what stature means? It means emotional wholeness. I want you to say, Lord, give me stature, as Christ has stature. Take away the fear. Take away the emotional imbalance. Take away the agitation in my emotions. Take away this. I met some people not long ago from here and there that basically overspill with their emotions. They're so out of control in their emotions that they can go from the highest level all the way down to the lowest level of depression and fear. That is not your inheritance. Your inheritance is to grow in wisdom and emotional wholeness and in favor with God and favor with people around you. If you walk into a room and you're full of depression and you're a Christian, you're depressed, you're going to bring everybody in the room down. You've not been called to bring anyone down. You've been called to lift up the fallen. You've been called to bear the burdens. That means you're strong. That doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're strong. It means you're emotionally stable. And when I pray for people to be emotionally healed, I love it. I love it because they get healed. Wonderful things happen when you bring yourself into the presence of Jesus of Nazareth. My land's alive. A woman touched the hem of his garment. And she wasn't known as a happy woman. And Jesus turned around and said, Who touched me? I felt healing power go out to that person who touched me. Do you understand? This is for you to live a carefree life by finding out how to make the access to the hem of his garment. Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord Jesus, send someone to me that has the power of God to pray. The power of God to encourage me in a dark hour so that your dark hours become less and less and less and instead of walking in the dark hours more than any other thing you'll be walking in the daylight hours because you've been walking hand in hand with the son of god and you will understand what carefree living is all about emotional stability growing in stature wisdom and favor with god and man casting out fear out of your life it is not god's will that you walk in fear it is not his will is that the love of God casts out your fear. You got it. How many times I got to say this over and over again? You got to sometimes grab a hold of something from God and pull it to you and say, "This is mine," and I'm not turning loose of it. Not long ago, I was uh, letting the Lord speak to me. I don't talk to God a whole lot. I listen to Him, and He was talking to me about uh, how a Christian should be persistent. Do you know that Christians are the least persistent people in the world? It's like, well, I didn't get the answer to that prayer. It looks like God doesn't care. And you walk off. You turn your back and walk off. You don't do that with God. You press into the Holy of Holies because he calls you in there. The Bible says, no man comes to my father, but my father draws him. He draws you into his presence. He loves you. He loves intimate relationship. He loves an intimate, wonderful, warm and loving spirit with you and him. So therefore, you're drawn by God into his presence. And in his presence, there's joy forevermore. I said a while ago, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Strength to throw off fear. 
strength to throw off, throw off depression, strength to throw off all of these things, strength to have an emotionally even-tempered life. And someone will say about you, isn't that that person that used to worry and worry and fret and worry about everything? Weren't they filled with so many fears? And somebody will say about you someday, they sure don't have that fear anymore. It took a nosedive into hell. <laughs> it's gone. God cast that fear out of you and cast that worry out of you, cast it back to hell where it came from, tied it to a rock, waiting judgment. How would you like to have that picture? All my fears are gone. They're tied to a rock in hell, waiting their judgment. <laughs> I'm not being silly with you. I'm saying this is God's love and the joy of the Lord and the strength of God in you that you don't undersell yourself. Don't sell yourself short because you have more of God now than you've ever had in your entire life. And tomorrow, you'll have more of God. And a year from now, God's plan is for you to have more of Him, far more of Him then than you do now. Don't you understand? It's like John the Baptist said, I must decrease. There must be less of me, and He must increase. You understand? You've got to decrease with all those fears and worries and panic. But you must invite God to increase in your life and to become... You're all in all. You're everything. Peace, peace, oh, such wonderful peace coming down from my Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. Listen to this. In fathomless billows, of love. That's that peace sweeping over your soul. This is David Jeffries. Live the carefree life. Ask God with desperation and persistence. I'm not backing down until the last fear is gone. I'm not backing down until the last worry leaves the room. And I remind you, turn the light off as you leave. Because you're walking in darkness anyway. God is good to you. He's good to you now. And I'm the happiest man you ever saw in your life because I walk with God and I love the Son of God. I love His children. I love the little babies of Christ. I love the old people of Christ. I love the skinny people. I love the people that are not so skinny. I love everybody. And you too. You will have this overwhelming love in you and it will cast out every fear. May God bless you. Watch for me Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. God be with you. Thanks for listening to The Outpouring with Dr. David Jeffries. For more information, visit his website at drdavidjeffries.com. And that is spelled D-R-D-A-V-I-D-J-E-F-F-A-R-E-S dot com. I'm Harley Cannon.